1: Tonight! We got them. Goldie and the Salt!
0: This is a chemical, the chemical, Disgusting. 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 And it starts
2: right now! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goldie popping Ooh. in the earphones at the last possible second. I love it.
1: Right, yeah. up, to the, right up to the wire. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like I'm going to quit right until the moment. <laughs> I could, could feel that
2: energy coming off of you. Oh, God. We're, we are Bach. Welcome back to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Hate it. Uh, hate it, like poison. Um, so I I was listening to our episode uh, last week, which I really enjoyed. and I think we we the three of us had a lot of fun doing it. yeah. But mm. I feel like I've gotten a couple of little subtle between the lines messages from people this week that were kind of like, Hey, yeah, that was a good one. Here's a suggested topic. It's like, <laughs> yeah. please don't stop talking about
1: topics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and no, I just, as soon as people yeah. like anything, I instantly want to stop doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because now there's this expectation attached. Sure. Like, this is good. So we think it's going to be good for you to do more. So when you do more, I'm definitely judging them and comparing them to the past ones you did. Oh, okay, imaginary fucking person who's like dominating my thoughts. Fuck you! You get nothing.
2: Oh my god, that's exactly it. I couldn't. I could not find the words to, god to say. Like, I take
1: one break. I know. So,
2: and but I thought about it because and goal. You guys know this, like. They're it complimenting feels... us, and
1: I'm mad. <laughs> it's working, yeah, and I'm mad. Yeah, right, exactly. And if exactly. it were failing, guess what I would be? Mad. 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 mad!
2: And this leads into something I want to talk about next. But I, I thought, like, when you think about it, I think, wh- thank you for listening, first of all, out there. But yeah, yeah. our listeners True. are, like, divided. There, there are a fair number of listeners who are actually in the industry, Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, there there are people who are not that. Can I that, stop
0: you for one second? Yeah,
1: yeah. And they've done nothing for me <laughs> based on this. <laughs> you hear that, guys? <laughs>
2: Start ringing Goldie's phone for Christ's sake! What else does he have to do for you?
0: I'm sorry. First joke of the day. First joke of the day. I'm I'm now like an
1: exhibit in a zoo. Like here's a writer you can observe. Don't talk to it. Don't touch it. Don't tap on its glass. It'll just get upset
2: you've been gaining like you're averaging like 178 yards a game like no nope, the phone is not ringing i'm about to blow out my both Achilles <laughs> You, I've told you this before that I, I feel that you're like the Earl Campbell of comedy. Like he was never he on a championship team. His, his knees were destroyed, <laughs> and like you, but you run over people. You have How games did where you the jerk for Earl Campbell. Yeah. Okay. How did Earl <laughs> Campbell look
1: at the end of his career? He can't walk. Where it's like, he hey, walk. you're in the Hall of Fame. Oh, sorry, I can't get out of this chair. <laughs> yeah. Dishonor. That's right. But so, That's a no, nice but it's fitting. It's fitting. Uh, anyway,
2: so, so those people in the industry, they want to hear us talk about these things because they have their own stories with these exact uh, topics we're Uh, talking about. So they have their own stories about agents and, you know, writers rooms and spec scripts and all that shit. And then the people on the, who aren't in the industry who listen and think it's interesting are so deceived that (laughs) we are somehow expert or touched by like this (laughs) Hollywood fairy
1: dust. And, And it's just
2: like, we're just... Two Jews complaining.
1: <laughs> well, the, the people who are into the industry want us to keep talking and to fuck up and to, <laughs> to somehow God, bury our careers up. or yeah. say something. I knew it all us. along. <laughs> widely reviled. That's what right. they're hoping. They want Schadenfreude. <laughs> they they oh, want wait. stupidity, chaos, yeah. and destruction of us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change your life here, Goldie. Okay. Okay. Schaden, Schadenfreude. I. There are a lot of words because I don't talk to many people. I only read, <laughs> yes. I, I'm like a robot guessing at the pronunciation. <laughs> pronunciation, <laughs> pronunciation, pronunciation. <laughs> and the people outside the industry, like, yes, they're deceived. Um, yeah, they think this is useful wisdom, but look at where it's gotten us. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that great. It's,
2: it's gotten you to in front of your computer screen at 8.30 in the morning. So, <laughs> for free. Uh, for, for free. free. Oh, no, my
1: friend. Did you open those last checks?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: finally gave them my payment information. Oh,
0: nice. <laughs> yesterday.
2: Raking it in,
0: my friends. We're in.
2: Cha-ching.
0: We're in. A... Yeah,
2: we could ba- I could maybe go to the movies with my family with one child.
0: That's true. That's with what yeah.
2: we just raked in on the uh, LinkedIn ads. I don't know if you listen <laughs> to our show. Oh, are people
1: finally learning about LinkedIn? That's
2: good. <laughs> I know. But did you, if you, you listen to our last show, at least for me, yeah. the middle section of commercials was just back-to-back oh, the same LinkedIn wow. commercial. So it oh. just ended and started up right <laughs> yeah. again. That
0: definitely. So you're welcome just, for that.
1: It just tells you, like... They've isolated the fact that anyone listening to this really needs career help. Right. <laughs> they can't no. be doing that well. They definitely need to network and change their life. You found yourself oh here. Yeah, <laughs> um, our demographic. So
2: something else happened just now just before we did this show where you were talking about Goldie, uh, you know, your perception of this and and how if it's going great or if it's going terrible, you're still mad. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I had an experience today where you know, I'm on Cape Cod now. Yes. And it's one of those days, it's early March, really warm, early spring day, very sunny, nice. So I had to drive out and get some groceries. And I'm I'm driving out on the road and I'm like having this feeling while I'm driving. I'm like, ugh, like do I really want to be here? Like it's kind of <laughs> oppressive and there's I haven't seen one car. Like I, I was just feeling like very sort of stifled by the mm-hmm. by the whole scene. And then I had this thought, like, I am making it this way in my head. I'm like, look up. It's a beautiful day. There's not yeah. a car on the road. You know, I'm, I'm doing this sort of pleasant thing on a nice day, and I've turned it to shit. And then I – so you have one of those moments that you have sometimes when you're driving or when you're alone of, like, you've, you've sort of loosened a knot in your brain, and you're like, yes. oh, I
1: should run with this thought a little bit. I just, so, I just want to interject yeah, here. Please. If I'm by myself alone in a car for longer than 40 minutes, I will start crying at some point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh,
2: I don't mom. know what it is. It's, you're totally very right.
1: deep on myself.
2: <laughs> so I amazing. totally am relating to this. So oh, you're getting to this. Okay, yes. so then I'm starting to, to loosen this knot, and, and I'm listening to the radio, and on the radio, I'm listening to 80s on 8 on Sirius XF. Uh, XM or whatever. I love that. that. And it starts the opening uh, synthesizer chords of Dire Straits Walk of Life. Okay. So as I'm driving and like it's hitting me and I had this thought, I don't know if you remember this Goldie or JC, like a decade ago, this guy on the internet posted this page called the Walk of Life Project. And if you Google this, you will love it. Like, you, you get listeners out there, you got to Google this thing. He basically puts the song Walk of Life to the end of, like, all classic movies. Oh. He's, like, edited oh, wow. it in. Okay. And so then I had this scared thought instantly when I heard it. I'm like, am I about to crash? Like, am I about to drive off the road? Is this the end? Because they do, like, easy, easy Rider and all these movies that end in, like, tragedy. And I'm like, oh, shit, is this... Is this going to be a thing? And so then I'm like, of course not. Again, that's the same yes. knot I'm trying to untangle in my mind. This is a good thing. I love this song. I just cranked it up, tapped my toes, like did my <laughs> errands, and I was like, yes, this is a moment where my life, you know, I'm, I figured something out, and I'm going to remember this. I get home, one of my dogs violent diarrhea. E- <laughs> <laughs> yep, one of my dogs is eating a, a pumpkin diet because of diarrhea. So I come back home. There's a construction cone orange pile of shit that one of the other dogs was eating. So I came back to this. You do the walk. (laughs) I know. You do the walk up life. So instantly, all the good work of that drive was instantly out the window. And I was like, this
1: is the worst. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I stepped on the diarrhea punch. No, that's okay. Believe me, you know where it was going. Like, so I, I have a relationship with the band Dire Straits. Yes. I, and this was this was one of life's perfect moments. So here's how I was introduced to CDs, compact discs, as opposed oh, to yes. cassettes. So I was okay. at a friend's house, yeah. and his dad had a Porsche. So already this was a cool oh, guy. And right. he smoked, yeah. which was yes. awesome. <laughs> so I'm at my friend's house. I'd never heard of compact discs. I think I was okay. probably about... Eleven or twelve. Yep. Okay. And he we go over to this big stereo and he says, Do you know what a compact disc is? I say no. Can and I get take... a timeout and
2: ask what kind of components he had? I'm very curious about stereo components. On Kyo. Oh
1: yes. Oh, sick. I was hoping I can't was you a, remember maybe in Iowa. Right. No, right. no. These were on These was I mean, I used to spend like you, I bet. I would go into the store Tweeter, which was a yes. regional sort for, of audio for times, store. Four
2: times. Four like yeah. times. And I would just be
1: like, oh, subwoofers. Like, I didn't know anything, what anything was, but I'd be like, well, that's obviously a good, a pioneer yeah. is a good brand subwoofer. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> you know, you're I was mall. way into that. I yeah. still
2: worship my high school Infinity speakers, you know, those
1: Infinity little yeah. box. Oh, they're the best. Okay. Yeah, I had an Emerson. Box, Ugh. which sucked. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, one terrible. One of the worst things you could have. So, anyway, he's got this huge stereo, which I'd never really seen one of those. And he took out this shiny disc, Ooh. and, you know, he held, in the light, it caught a rainbow. Yeah. And, yes. he, and he slid it in. So, already I was, you know, kind Impressed. of. Sold. 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 Kind of wowed. Yeah. Hits play, and then on comes. Oh, wow. Money for nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. At, you know, 120 decibels, and I was like, oh, that's so great. (laughs) Well, because because every time I hear that, I think of like, being 11 years old yeah. and just that blasting out of speakers it's the first time i heard cd quality audio that's it was amazing. friggin' magic <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> well the, the thing that you left out is that intro is the one that
2: fades in with sting you know
0: I want oh yeah mine. yes yes right
1: yeah what's gonna happen yeah, yeah. yeah there's such suspense in that intro when you'd never heard it yeah and then it yeah that's yeah important. so i'd never heard the song and never heard a compact wow. disc and it was doubly Jesus. mind-blowing yeah. and that's when that's I decided to become a mediocre bald podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, <laughs>
2: no, I would say you're you're toiling away in in the like quadruple A league.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're
1: four I'm, for five I'm, I'm Rick Lancelotti, if you remember that guy. He <laughs> broke do. the record for minor league home runs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he ever made it to the majors. <laughs> And there goes another one, Lancelotti, 38 years old, now at 294 minor league home runs.
2: <laughs>
1: Lancelotti, yeah. it's a
2: perfect name. Oh my Sir god! Yeah. yeah, we got to start calling you that, Sir Lancelotti. God, it no. it'd be good to. What do you think your night name would be? <laughs> Sir Buch. Yeah, Sir Buch. What me? Uh, maybe, uh, like, sir, any wipe. I
0: wasn't expecting that.
2: Just, you know, any time of day he wants to wipe, it'll be productive. Productive. That's (laughs) awful. The bamboo toilet paper is taking its toll, my friend. How many rolls
1: you got left?
2: Oh, beyond measure. Beyond measure. It's like the end of Raiders, like
1: down there with the stacks of bamboo products we've ordered. Yeah. I'm going to give you a tip because my dog did this. Uh, He went in the bathroom and he peed on like five rolls of toilet paper. We had to throw him out.
0: Oh. 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 I would but it, get...
2: it won't matter. She'll just reorder them. Oh. It's not oh. like it's a oh. never-ending process because I I bring it up almost daily where I'm like, these paper towels, and she's like, we're saving trees. We're sa-. so like I can't fight. Have, I you, know a, a have you held a gun to your own head?
1: <laughs> no, we're getting instead there. And said you have a hostage. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nobody move or the Jew gets it. <laughs>
1: He's serious. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, the, but this, so the, actually the paper towels were something I forgot about the uh, construction cone orange diarrhea is that I have no other option but to pick them up with these paper towels that the instant they touch something wet, it's like soaked through. Uh, so it's it's bad. And, like you know, then you throw something away and there's a lot of finger smelling and washing of the hands. Yeah. Well, like, one of the things <laughs>
1: about having two kids is that, I can now touch shit and have absolutely zero reaction. You could shit into my cupped hands, and I wouldn't blink. I would just take it. Uh,
2: Touch them all. Lancelotti
1: with another dinger. And this crowd in Wilkes Bar is... Giving him a salute. <laughs> They're witnessing but, minor league history. Uh, still a
2: smattering of booze from the abuse allegations. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh God! All right, that's funny. Well, so it's Kirker Butler, I apologize. I wanted to talk about you, but uh, that, that'll that'll I'm keep. Punt punt on next punt. week. Huh? <laughs> no, no, Kirker. That was Kirker sent me a very funny gift. I'll talk about it next oh, week yeah. he, we have we share the same birthday. Oh really? Um, Happy birthday, yeah. Kirker. Yeah, well, it was a while ago now.
1: It yeah, just seems rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh... before we move on, uh, so the Oscars are coming up. And we thought, since we're nominally a writing podcast, that every week we should talk about one or two of the movies that are sort of up for nomination and just yeah. give our brief thoughts, our perspective, Br- what Ugh. works, what didn't work. And so this week <laughs> uh, we both watched the same movies. We watched licorice pizza or as i call it lick pizza <laughs> <laughs> and we watched uh aaron sorkin's uh fucking lucy thing what's that uh, called ricardo, being, being, being the Ricard- ricardo being the ricardo's why don't we talk about that one first sure sure well, well do you have any initial thoughts or i i i loved it you're insane i, I really enjoyed it you know you're doubly and, insane and w- oh
0: man so I, I wish i'd seen it <laughs> yeah
2: oh jc you I, can just chime in we'll yeah. clue yeah. you <laughs> in <laughs> next <laughs> week this is our would, this is an over this is our fight
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah so i mean we can talk let's talk about being the ricardos because That's i Lance. really i really enjoyed it like i I was watching it, and I forgot that Aaron Sorkin had written and directed it. Like So halfway through it, somebody reminded me of that. And I had been enjoying it to that point, and I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, through to the end. I thought Sorkin's crisp kind of uh, pace is it helped by the fact that it takes place in the 40s and 50s. So it sounds right. like, okay, maybe that's how like people talk. Like their
0: natural right. cadence.
2: Yeah, but I, I, I thought Nicole Kidman was great. I thought Javier Bardem was great. I thought it really built well. I thought he put little things in it that lasted throughout the movie that I was interested in. I just really
1: enjoyed it. Okay. I uh, <laughs> could not disagree more. And by the way, I do think we have a nice Siskel and Ebert vibe going. And yeah. guess which one I am? I right, know. Right, I'm right. the fat one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the bald one. I know. Uh, okay, That's so a you're, lot you're, you're, about this movie you, yeah. was very... Puzzling, weird, and not great to me. And I do love Aaron Sorkin. I'm not okay, like, I was gonna ask you that. one of these writers who goes like Sorkin sucks. He, I think I he's know. amazing. Yeah. I kind of felt like I was one of those because like I loved the
2: Facebook movie, but I yeah. kind of yes. felt like I'm a guy who shits. Uh, on Sorkin for no reason, just jealousy. Clearly, like I mean, well, yeah. he, he just keeps having project right, after. Yeah.
1: He's got like a pace that you can pick up I on. But when it works, it totally works. He write, he writes actual like lines and tries to be memorable, which I yes. admire, yeah. as opposed to just kind of going for realism. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's like no, I want to know someone's writing this and trying to make memorable right. quotes Impress and memorable me. moments, and not just kind yeah. of fall back on like, well, you know, it was just sort of a tone piece. I know. Yeah. His we'll name lose. is his name is also close to mine. I think I have got a natural animosity. <laughs> That's uh, right. my name. Well, you're losing that rivalry. Here. I know, I know. And Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I, I'm getting I'm calling body it. slammed. I'm calling it. You've, you've <laughs> lost. It the no, I can
2: still do it, Goldie. <laughs> no. Okay.
1: Okay, so here are my problems with the movie, and yeah. I'll try to make it succinct. Uh, sure. First, so I Love Lucy is supposedly a fun thing, right? It's a fun show. Yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. yeah. So... You go, I'm watching a movie about I Love Lucy's, and it's treating it with the seriousness of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's like the JFK assassination level intensity about, and they choose one week of the show instead of like I thought I was going to get to see Vita Vegemeta whatever that. that yeah
2: yeah thing Vita, Vita Vita Vegemeta and I don't but, like
1: yeah. love Lucille but I didn't like that show in general like it was kind of no, nor did I rain delays of baseball games when we were growing up it's not something that I I lionize but you go here's your chance to show Lucille Ball and to a lesser extent Desi Arnaz I think Lucille Ball is why you go to the theater right yeah oh yeah yeah and you want to see fun And then all of a sudden you're just mired in this yuck. Now they did a couple (laughs) other things that I didn't like, which was um, so. Then they start showing the these elderly writers reminiscing. Yeah. And I briefly thought this was real, but I was hoodwinked, and I knew it wasn't real the second they did it with a woman because that woman spoke in a terrible actorly way. It she Yeah. The older oh, woman no. was very bad at reminiscing, used her hands way too much. She and was in I the was she fair. was
2: she was in the Sopranos by the way, one one episode. She oh, was played she? she played Meadow's therapist who's like, "Why don't you go to Europe? I can get you into Uh-oh. the University of Barcelona."
1: <laughs> well, she's good. You know, I don't have a problem with her, but I just I didn't like that performance. Yeah. I I, I thought I I didn't like that they just chose this week that was bad, I guess. Yeah. I didn't like the the I, the end of the story. And I'm I don't even do spoiler alerts. I just spoil the movie. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you. you haven't yeah, seen it yet. Fuck uh, you.
2: alert, so you can skip ahead and you shit. Know. I think I said spoiler alert last week. Yeah, uh,
1: there are no spoiler alerts. I just I'll ruin it. I don't care.
2: <laughs> okay, good. I'm with you now. I'm just on Amazon stuff.
1: Prime. You're not paying. Yeah, <laughs> so, just watch it. Yeah. So I'll for sure, watch so it. So the big thing is, you know is Desi Arnaz having an affair? And it's like, there are these Obviously. headlines. And then it's yeah, like, yeah. well, she just had this napkin. It's so, like, she knew he was having an affair. And the whole thing was, yeah. she was trying to get, It's it, it was all yeah. schmuck bait. And it's like, we yeah. knew he's having an affair. Like we well, th- that part uh, of it, I, uh, I don't care about their marriage. And also, okay, here's a larger thing I hate. I hate <laughs> well, in, any I movie, in any movie, in any movie where the character lives in a mansion. Yeah. And then they're like, you're losing yeah. your movie role.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, they're
1: fine. They live in a bit, No one has a constitutional right to be in fucking major movies. So right. the, fact that they, the nature of this thing, like no one complained when they were young and they were taking the role away from the older person who was right. getting kicked out of show business. No one like said to themselves this seems unfair is there an older person who's more pedigreed who could take this part they just took the part so then when it happens to them 20 years later and you go oh she deserves a role because she's lucy and they go well you're kind of old it's like yeah that happens no shit they're not, they're not gonna make movies about elderly people walking around having romance and fun. like no one wants to see that Oh god! so i don't care i don't care they live in a mansion it's like desi's like i can't get the roles either it's like yeah, who cares you're in a mansion what do you need a second mansion your band is booked why am i why do i care that you're not making more money yeah.
2: Uh, well, that's It's I, like I'd would... like to
1: be in movies too. Yeah, I'd like to fucking be sitting under Oscars and Emmys, but no one's like, "Oh, too bad for that guy." So I I really hate that. And then Oh, there's more. The last thing, last. <laughs> no, thing. So no, I love it. You have at so the many end, specific you know how, complaints. Like, if there's a trend in movies and I don't know what this is called, but the movie ends and then a sentence comes on the screen. Yeah. That's supposed to make you go, Oh, (laughs) And I don't know what the terminology for that is. I don't know. Is it a a coda, maybe? I I, was thinking that
0: musically, too. Maybe someone will write it. So the
1: the sentence that comes on the screen, and we were watching, the movie's about like episode 36 of I Love Lucy. It's in the 30s, 39. Okay. And it comes on screen, and they they say, like, Desi and Lucy divorced in 1969. (laughs) As though, like, you would go... No. 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 Like, I don't care. Like, more than half of marriages end in divorce.
0: So the fact that.
1: They got divorced. It's like who cares? I didn't turn around. I wasn't shocked by that. And so, was that your house yes, of Gucci? Yes, yes. Yes. No. So so that was that your house of Gucci now? Good, bring back. Right? I thought that maybe, maybe I was just unaware that you know, because there are only like 50 episodes of the Honeymooners. There are certain shows that you think, yeah. you know, went on forever. And they were actually shockingly short. So I thought because they were focusing on episode 39 of I Love Lucy that uh, it's like, oh, Lucy, the run ended soon after. They did 180 episodes. (laughs) Nothing happened. (laughs) Oh, I'm still laughing about that House of Gucci thing. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> and just, I won't even get so into the right. fact
1: that, that it's a show about, like, Lucy's oh. getting too old and she's showing her real looks. And then to play her, they have a 54-year-old actress whose face is so shot full of Fuller's yeah. that it's an uncanny valley, right? you know, like yeah. one of those pantyhose dolls you'd make in, <laughs> right. like, in crafts at camp where you'd stuff bunting <laughs> into, say. like, your mom's pantyhose and sew buttons on it. So... <laughs> The whole thing was a weird misfire.
2: uh, Let me address, and I can't, boy, you had so many funny uh, (laughs) points about why you hated it. That The first one I, oh yeah, okay. So you said, I'll get to Nicole Kidman later, but the first thing you said about them treating it like the Cuban Missile Crisis, in the movie's defense, it kind of was related to, I mean, it was very similar to exactly that. It was that Lucy had been accused of being a communist, which she actually technically was because she checked a box that said she was communist back in the 30s when nobody cared. And now in the 50s, they were like going after all communists and it was a whole bullshit thing. So at the time, that was like a huge issue. And the show was watched as they were so proud to say, what was like 70 million people. So like this is a huge deal to a lot of people. Um, so I, d- I give them a pass on treating it very
1: seriously. But to choose that as the segment of the sh- of this run that you're going to focus on and to never show the fun of the show, like even when she flashed yeah. to actual comedy, it was treated like uh, in A Beautiful Mind, the guy doing math on the window. where right. Right? It, It's like right. this is super serious work here. Right. It's like, right can enough. we have any fun anymore? Can anyone just let us have fun? <laughs> Or does everything have to be a slog and then a finger wag after it's uh, told? Also, your... when they, when at the end, the big reveal when they go, she's not a communist, and he, and he holds the microphone up to the phone, and the guy goes, she's not a communist. And they go, and who are you? And he goes j edgar hoover and yeah. Goes, oh. yeah if i had been in the audience i would have just stood up and said we don't know that yeah. that could be literally anyone i'm sure the call is in the building right. i'm sure that's not j edgar hoover <laughs> oh god well you are
2: successfully destroying this movie for our listeners i, I must concede and boy i'm starting to see that uh the um you know the the annual town fair fourth place debate team thing coming through <laughs> for you here because you, you had a few very champion. good points. <laughs> um well, well, but let's Nicole not talk Kidman about the other no, movie No no movie. Nicole Kidman I have the same thoughts as you like if you see her in like a people magazine or something you look at her and you're like, oh God look what she's done to her face. Then every time she acts I find her fantastic. Like right. I just never it never affects me when I'm watching her. In fact Within five minutes, like, she was, I know people like to say that, she was Lucy, like, when I was watching it. I, like, I didn't have any <laughs> thoughts of, like, it just seemed like it was Lucy to me.
1: She was fine.
2: I thought she did she a great job. She was fine, job.
1: but, like, can someone funny do it? Like, <laughs> even if you had, as I was watching it, I was thinking of the comedian Melissa Wolf. Would you like to play head, Lucy? Yeah. Who's super funny. Right. And what? Amy Schumer. <laughs> can someone funny! Yeah. Someone who does comedy! <laughs> I face. guess. Let us have fun. I guess.
2: I don't know. I just, I felt the whole thing was well handled and told well and slick and like, I just enjoyed it. I so knew I was aware of the, the whole t- What's that? It's supposed to it was be a drama. drama. It was a, yeah, it was a drama. It's not supposed yeah. to
0: be funny in any way.
2: I mean, I think it's supposed to be funny in spots and that's where Sorkin kind of excels in his writing when he's like doing this, like it's the Cuban Missile Crisis up here,
1: but we have a, like a little hallway weird joke right. here. Like, Wing, like those right.
0: always play yeah.
2: bigger. Anyway, I like the
1: scenes where Desi was with his band. Oh, cool. I thought yeah. the music was well done.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so that's a thumbs down from Gene.
1: <laughs> and a big th- <laughs>
2: thumbs up from me. We'll uh, both I, be
1: dying of weird diseases I know. soon. <laughs> oh, no. in the meantime, stay tuned.
2: <laughs> I know, your head will explode and my face will fall off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> We didn't know. Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Jeez. We were having fun in the balcony. Maybe we wouldn't have sniped at each other so much. Uh, Aw. All right. That's fucking (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) I know something. They did something
1: to some god to offend them. Uh, Turns yeah. out God likes all movies, uh, likes <laughs> right. Hollywood.
0: Well, okay, so then can yeah. we pick something that? Licorice we... Pizza. All right, then I'll make sure to watch that because oh, yeah. I'm very Four interested hours in that. Is it that? Oh god, <laughs>
2: I can't. Spoiler alert: Licorice Pizza. Oh boy. All right. You know what? Let's not even talk about it because I, if I start talking about Licorice Pizza, it's going to be another 45 minutes. Let's get into Johnny jokes. <laughs>
1: From Hollywood here, here's Chinese.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I have no real idea what I'm doing this week. <laughs> uh, okay, let's start it off, boy. News of the world. Uh, it's the top story everywhere over in Ukraine. Uh, kind of a nice story. Uh, former heavyweight boxers Vladimir and Vitali Klitschko have decided to take up arms and fight for their home country of Ukraine. Uh, And a quick update. uh, Ukraine has just been TKO'd by Butterbean. (laughs) (laughs) Only one reason to tell that joke, and it's the word Butterbean. Uh, More in the Ukraine. Uh, A Ukrainian fighter pilot nicknamed the Ghost of Kyiv Shot down six Russian jets wow. on the first day of fighting. Yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, when reached for comment, an excited Tom Cruise said, "If he's five foot four, I have an idea." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, more from It'll around take the- a turn. <laughs> <Unexpected>. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah. Like I it. I went yeah. somewhere else, somewhere Johnny probably wouldn't have gone because he would have wanted to book him as a guest. Okay, <laughs> let's keep traveling around the globe. Taiwan has sent out an alert to its allies after Chinese fighter jets flew through their no-fly defense zone. Hmm. Uh, not now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, (laughs) thankfully, finally, uh, police erected a 12-foot fence around the Capitol for President Biden's State of the Union address. Yeah. Uh, The president has assured the public that it is only temporary and that if the erection lasts longer than 48 hours, he will consult a physician. All right.
1: That's <laughs> enough to Johnny, too. those were good. You, you pat yourself L- on the back, job fine done. Maybe not cum laude, maybe just Lottie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lottie Lou. <laughs> All right, here we go. Podcasting superstar Joe Rogan has Ooh. been caught on tape using the N-word several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but to his credit... Rogan promised to do better in the future and always know when the camera is on. <laughs> yes, <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> For real. <laughs> a man in the New York City subway system rubbed feces on a woman's face, <laughs> oh, no. then was arrested and told the judge, quote, F you, bitch, end quote. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well... He's now the early Republican frontrunner for 2024.
0: <laughs> wow. That was great. amazing. <laughs> All right.
1: According to a recent poll, uh, Joe Biden's approval rating at this point in his presidency is the lowest of any American president in history. Yeah. Uh, Biden is so unpopular. How unpopular, unpopular is, is he? Biden is so unpopular. That NBC just added him to its primetime lineup. (laughs) Yeah, you can catch an all-new Biden right after an all-new Grand Cru on Tuesdays. Yes! Oh, I love that tag. That's great.
0: And finally,
1: (laughs) and finally, a woman in Green Bay, Wisconsin, allegedly got high during sex, decapitated her lover, cut off his legs... And put his penis in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Leading all of America to ask the same question. Okay, but was she hot?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, my Wowzers. God. Lancelotti yes, sir has Lance- broken <laughs> a windshield <laughs> in this Scranton parking lot. <laughs> and look at it's the only car in that section.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that was, was great. Those were great, Goldie. Fun week. Um, ah, yes. Uh, By now the woman, the yeah. woman was smoking. <laughs> oh, really? In the Green Bay story. Yeah. <laughs>
0: smoking what? Smoking I love it. hot. You're oh, she not. was yeah. scary. She put this guy's
1: legs in an instant pot with his penis. Oh, like... What? So, of course, you're like, "Well, is she really good looking?" It's like, "Oh wow, yeah, she's really good looking." <laughs> but what was she actually pot. smoking? I don't know. I assume <laughs> some kind of it? amphetamine, right?
0: not like <laughs> not weed. Yeah, she had oh. a
1: mild weed candy.
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> One gummy, dick in a pot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One gummy. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Great jokes, great jokes. Uh, all right. So now, hey, <sighs> hey, Hollywood friends and other friends, let's get to our theme. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry, I skipped Mike Royce. Oh, we gotta. Oh, okay. So for those of you out there, we're on part four or five. I think it's four. Part four, four of uh, uh, getting our hacking our way through the Mike Royce email. Mike, Mike Royce is Gilgamesh. That's right. (laughs) Ooh, Gilgamesh. Johnny's still on stage. I didn't realize Gilgamesh is a great Johnny word. So Mike Royce uh, sent us a very long email about our, a great email filled with a lot of cool stuff about our uh, sort of unpacking of the Cheers pilot episode from, over a month ago. So we're just still <laughs> making our way through Mike Royce's response to our episode. So JC, yes. can you remind okay. the folks a little bit where we were last week?
0: Yes. So last line we read, we were um, talking about schmuck bait and how, yes, yeah, right. like that member right. Goldie said here, schmucky, schmucky, which I just loved.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just like that. that's right. Okay. So yeah. So now what does Mike have to tell so us? So here
0: now? we go. Continuing with Mike Royce's email, final thought, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, what?
0: Well, there, there's still quite a bit uh, uh, left. But... A
2: bird, a bird from shore. <laughs> We're saved.
0: Ted Danson is actually sweating pretty heavily at the act break, and I wonder if this inspired the writers to come up with sweatiest movies. I oh. bet that's
2: right. Yeah. I bet that's. I bet they did. Yeah. And like everyone's sweating, what can
0: we do with it? Right. Right. Okay. And then quote. That fucking guy sweats a lot. Let's put it in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. then he says, "Wow, this is so long. I did it. I didn't write,
2: uh, and then signed it, right.
0: Mike. But there is oh? a PS. Yeah, let's hear the oh. PS. Yeah, go for it. Well, there are two notes on the PS. Oh so. no,
2: let's let's save it. Let's save the PS. Okay, okay let's all the right. PS next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so it'll be PS five, literally next week, <laughs> nice. part five. Trying PS. to get one yeah.
0: if anyone has any connections.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, what, what Mike is talking about there is that sometimes when you're in a writer's room and there's something going on weird that week on
1: stage. I don't even know if it's the room. I would say that could happen on the floor during the taping.
0: Cool. Yeah. Like
1: if someone's Because you wouldn't know if you're, right. you're going to sweat because you're not under the same lights. Oh, during the that's rehearsal. a good that's cool. point.
2: That's a very good point. Yeah, so that might have been on the floor. So if you're watching that Cheers pilot again, there's a funny conversation about them pitching on sweatiest movies of all time. Yeah. Maybe that came out of the fact that they
1: do were you all... have any good memories of like anything getting written on the floor on the fly in any show or <laughs> not not at all in, in dads was that the yeah. end of that sentence <laughs> uh,
2: well i remember you writing a lot of funny stuff always but i don't have a specific memory of something
1: that was like a sw- you know i again uh, well,
2: smoke pot for 30 that, years but, in a row.
1: but one of the one of something of done dads that i always think about was there was a scene where peter regert's character Was eating a soft serve ice cream cone. And we did seven takes and he ate a full ice cream cone every (laughs) day. He did? Yeah. He ate like seven soft serve cones in about in about twelve minutes. Oh my God. Oh he
2: was so perfect to play that character, but he he just kind of fought against it every step of the way. Oh, so funny. That's hilarious. I did not remember that. Okay. So this week. We're getting to our theme. Here we go. The theme this week, folks, is we're going to talk about running a room. We'll talk about that in different incarnations. So, Goldie, what I felt like you were asking a question when we started. Did you did you think we had different ideas of what that meant or w- what sort of angle were you thinking Potentially. About I
1: was wondering when you brought up the topic, did you mean JC's when topic. you run yeah, a room as a writer, like the showrunner deputizes you to run a room and you sometimes the writer's room isn't all together. They break off into two rooms called an A room and a B room and it's it's mildly insulting to be in something called a B room. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) Like, here's some... (laughs) Odds yeah, and ends, it's, doing less yeah, important stuff. it's
2: this. It's the scene in Animal House when he's introducing him to the four guys on the sofa, and here's <laughs> Sanjay and Je- Noah, and it's like the losers at the party. It's uh,
1: yeah, it's uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, B Squad. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not going to do fucking B Squad.
2: You're <laughs> captain
1: of B Squad. <laughs> <laughs> but so I didn't know whether you yeah, meant as I a meant. writer, you're suddenly go from being a person at the table to now you're in charge for a day or several days on end? Or you meant That's show meant. running and no. running the room all the time, every day for everyone?
0: No, I meant the first one. where great. Yeah.
1: R- running like a, what we call a gag room. Yes, exactly. Yeah, That's
0: a, what I was curious about. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So first I can just say the, the only two good things about running a room are you get to decide what to order for lunch, <laughs> and you get to decide when to begin and leave. Those are the only good things about being in charge. And no. As a writer running a room, you get neither of those things. So oh, already,
2: yes, it's I that's see. so okay. true. It's so perfect. Like because there are a few ways you can exist during your day as a writer, yes. and I would submit that the best possible way to exist in your day as a writer is to be sent off into one of these rooms, but not be running it. Because okay. then you can sit there, zone out, do whatever, and then chime in with your thoughts, and somebody else has to write it down, and somebody else has to decide about it. Oh, and you, yeah. So you can just be a little more relaxed. And the worst version of it is what you just described, Goldie, is being put in charge of the room because now— you have this task to do and you're kind of aware that the main room is going to be fucking off a little bit anyway. <laughs> like the yeah. main, whatever's right. going on in the main room, they've, they've left themselves less work than you. The showrunner is not giving you
1: the good fun task, no. but saving for themselves the shitty onerous task. <laughs> That's right. Okay. They are That's... deputizing you with probably the one worst thing they don't want to do. So I agree with you to go back that the best case scenario is you go in the B room and Mike Henry used to call it hitting corner threes. You just (laughs) stand in the corner, (laughs) you pop off with some jokes, you know, and sometimes like in general, I think what you'll be sent off with is to write a scene. I mean, in family guy, it'll be individual gags, but that's atypical. Like most shows, you won't be sent off just to pitch on a couple jokes. You might be sent off. So let's pull back. I think you'll be sent off to either pitch on stories, Right. So, yes. and that can encompass one of two things. It can be "quote blue sky," which means we don't have a story yet. You come up with the area and flesh it out with act breaks, meaning you know how the story progresses, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the episode.
0: But the second Hate will them. be you'll
1: have a story area, like it'll be uh, Peter gets a job as an airline pilot. Oh, I like that. Let's go, <laughs> and you'll and you'll have to flush that out so i i would say that b is preferable to a because at least there's some guidance okay. right but but
2: there's also the thought of like sometimes you just know like if you're being sent off to blue sky as you say as we say a story sometimes you just there's a little less pressure there because it's like if you get handed the the nugget of an idea like you better try and find a way to figure it out
1: someone's invested in it already because they're sending you off of it so the showrunner thinks it's good enough to try and if you don't come back with something good you may not be running rooms very long yes and and here's
2: where and i've wanted to do this for a couple weeks now we we pushed the topic last week but i just want to sidestep here and send some praise to one of our avid listeners by the way steve callahan because i believe that the, the process that you've just described, like the one sentence idea handed off to some poor soul to take the day to make it a story. Uh, Steve Callahan, to me, is absolutely the best at that. Like, he has he's very, very good. He cool. can take anything and he will get you a whole story that day. And it's most of the time, it's great. So, awesome. you know, he deserves recognition. Well,
1: Somebody, someday, what, family- he, what he does and what yeah. he's great at two things one thing is he's great at is he makes decisions yes absolutely. and he makes he's decisive Yep. and once he makes a decision you as a writer who's not running the room know what you're supposed to be doing absolutely the oh, that's people cool. who don't make decisions you just sit there all day in this amorphous yeah, nothing it's totally. like yeah firing at at, par- at paranoid noises in the bushes but when the <laughs> leader of the room gives you guidance yes. and projects confidence in that guidance, it it sets everyone up marching in the same direction. Totally. And just a, t- a little detail about Steve, as you know, he's a
2: complete Boy Scout, which is yes. perfect for this because he is... Obsessed, I'll use the word obsessed, Steve, if you're listening. He's obsessed with like doing a good job. He wants to do a really good job every day, which is most people do not act that way at work. (laughs) You do not feel that way. So, um, anyway, he so has we're... a deep-seated compulsion <laughs> yeah. to do right, <laughs> right. To, to an almost
1: pathological degree.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, a, a throbbing need. So, <laughs> oh, the second thing that he
1: does, <laughs> and that this is what you want to, as a writer in a room, but I think also it's it's good as a, as someone running a room to do because it's it makes ultimately less work for you. Is he allows people to be funny. And doesn't take credit for it. Like, he lets the room yes. contribute. He doesn't just right. sort of right. make it all about what he wants. Yes. Right. He oh, that's amazing. He uses, generously right. uses, and smartly and intelligently totally. uses. Because yes. ultimately, as the person running the room, you do get the credit. Totally. Oh, and he, <laughs> he, he sort of masterfully keeps everyone marching in the same direction, but then also gives people like encouragement. People want to yes. hear... Good job. (laughs) Totally. This is in. And I've been in other rooms where people are just authoritarian about it. And it's clear what they want to do is piss away the day and then play hero ball at the end. Right. And make you all (laughs) feel stupid when they reveal their hidden solution. Yes. Yep. Yep. You're
2: totally right. Yeah. No. And Steve is very encouraging. He wants everybody in his room to succeed, which which is great. And he's written more episodes of Family Guy than anyone. You can look it up. You can look it up. (laughs) um so he's been doing a great job forever um but
1: uh like one thing i will say is because when you get a job writing on a show and this happened to me at the cleveland show very quickly like i had been writing on talk shows and then all of a sudden i was in a sitcom room which is a totally different thing you go from doing a daily show to doing a weekly show and in some ways it's way less intense but i didn't realize that the room wasn't Just together all the time, and the first time I was asked to run a room, I was shocked. Yeah, really, (laughs) you didn't know that happened. Well, I didn't didn't think I would be picked for it. You know, so right, you don't know, and and this is like part of the game is you don't know. This may be a show of faith by the showrunner. This may be a test by the showrunner. Saying like, "Hey, what do we have with this person?" Well, yeah, let's get in the reins for a day and see what they come up with. And there's you know this this oddity that you have to rapidly navigate which is now you're these people's boss yeah. but for a limited amount of time right. right and they're gonna potentially be your boss tomorrow so you have to both go them on and whip them into shape and to get them to work for you in a way that will give you shine with your ultimate boss but also yep. you can't be a dick because tomorrow yeah. they might be running the room yeah yep And they'll be determining your fate. So it's sort of like, you know, everything is a prisoner's dilemma. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yep.
2: Yeah. You spend a lot of time riffing on jokes you know you will never put in just to make the other person feel okay. You know what I'm saying? Like Like when you're running a room, as you said, you don't want to shit on anyone because A, they might be running the room the next day, but also B... You understand that, eh, okay? maybe maybe these people aren't doing the greatest somehow at your show or like they're struggling for whatever reason right now. But you don't want to shine such a spotlight on it because every time somebody pitches a joke in any room, there's at least a mini spotlight on them. And what happens in the moment after the second after they're done pitching is really resonates with a writer. You know, you want to hear people laughing. You want to hear some kind of response. And if there's silence, that can be just deadly. So sometimes you just feel compelled to riff with someone even though you know what they just pitched was if not you're nice. that great right if, if you're yeah. nice there <laughs> are a lot of
1: people who will just let it sit there and yeah. and true. the orange cone of diarrhea will be rubbed into the writer's <laughs> face as a show of force I, I that probably That's happens true. less now than it did you know 15
0: years okay ago. i have a question so yeah. let's say you are the primary writer of a script. They break out in rooms, and if I'm getting this correctly, I don't know. They yeah. break out in rooms, and they start f- sort of fine-tuning each part of the stories and the jokes and stuff. And you come back, yeah. and you you as the main writer don't like what's come back. Does, do they have a say? No. Yeah, not, not really. Okay.
2: So uh, Okay, so I think what you're saying is, like, does the, the guy whose name is underwritten by for the yes. episode, like yes. the individual writer, do they have a say— in what comes in from these rooms. Can they give it a thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah. And I would say some, I, listen, we don't really have that system set up at family guy, but some of the writers do chime in like, Hey, for what it's worth, I like this version of it, the scene they wrote, or I like this particular cutaway that they wrote. And it does carry weight, okay. you know, it, depending right. on who it is, I and guess.
0: And do they also go in those breakout, they must go in the breakout rooms. Right? Actually,
2: it depends. Oh, okay. It depends. So what happens there is if you're working on the primary writer's script in the A room, as we're calling it now, okay, that primary writer will just stay in there all day. Okay. So even if you're sending off individual scenes or jokes to be fixed in that writer's script, he'll stay with the main room. But if you're working on something else in the main room, then that primary writer will go out in those gag rooms. And there'll be a quiz on all of this uh, (laughs) at the end of today. But By the way, me just talking there, one of the great little moments in Monty Python's uh, Meaning of Life is John Cleese comes in to teach a class. And he starts off by saying he's going to issue a brief reminder. And he launches into the most complicated thing, like, if you're having your hair cut at the end of the week before you've written your letter home and take your clothes off the lower peg and bring your younger brother down to recess. And, like, it, it, it was an unbelievable list of things. That's what I just felt like explaining that. No, Where does sense. the primary writer stay?
1: Well, right. I, I want to address, J.C., your question in a little more detail because there's the larger issue of... How do you react when you're getting rewritten? Yeah. 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 So I would say, and do you have uh, an ability to sort of pick and choose (laughs) what goes in? So I would say, first off, the first time you're rewritten, it's incredibly insulting. OK, <laughs> no matter especially what, especially the quantity yep. of stuff that will be rewritten. <laughs> yeah. You will want to attack everybody.
0: OK. And, <laughs> and
1: defend every right. nook and cranny of your script, which is the exact wrong reaction because totally. it'll, make, it'll make them want to rewrite more. Right. Yes. But it's, it's almost <laughs> impossible to exercise the self-control you need to in that moment. But I would say your ability to fight for specific things is directly proportional to how much or how little of the script they are rewriting. If they are rewriting a lot of the script, you should shut up. Okay, right. Because great you point. failed. <laughs> yeah. and the, your reasons for speaking should only be to pitch alternates to right. your script. Like I remember, you know, I, I, I reached a turning point in Cleveland where I feel like the first episode I wrote, I very much was like confrontational about the stuff in the script. And then I realized that just generated hostility. But in the second one where a bunch was being rewritten, I said, I'm going to lead the rewrite here. I'm just going to pitch Ah. on my own stuff and try to top my own stuff. And I got a bunch of stuff in and that made me feel better. So I would say if you want to pitch to beat stuff in your script, that's fine. If you want to start defending stuff in your script, you've already lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. It's happened, but so rarely that I've seen someone defend something and then the showrunner change their mind and say like, Okay, let's give it a shot. Now, (laughs) (laughs) if the room comes back or if you go to stage and something doesn't work, can you say, hey, originally I was thinking X, Y, and Z because now they've had their crack in it and they failed. So you can then, I think, safely bring back the original thing. But in the (laughs) moment at the first rewrite, you cannot defend the original thing or you will... You're on the grounds to being released at the end of the year. Right. You're on okay. your way. Yep. And is it the, the
0: showrunner who chooses how much is being rewritten? Like what parts it, are re- being Yeah, rewritten? pretty okay. much. In, in general. In, and if they yeah. break
1: out a whiteboard and start redoing the story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the worst. You should not buy a car or a house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but there are degrees of that, by the way. You should yeah. they're just within that. There are little asterisks where it's like sometimes... Showrunner, and this has happened at Family Guy several times, where the showrunners will have to own up when a script comes back and it's not good because there's a problem with the story, and that happens okay. sometimes. So it's not it's not a always. A generous showrunner will it, do that, yeah. it, but some that does happen. I mean, that happens you know once a year maybe, where sure. a script will come in and and we'll just feel like well we we gave them a fucked up story and now it didn't really add up to anything, and it's not their fault. But generally, the whiteboard being rolled into a room by two writer's assistants <laughs> is the worst sight you can see as a writer. Like, oh, you just boy. know instantly, you know, it's dinner and beyond. Okay. Like, you're, yes. di- dinner, you'd be lucky if you were leaving as you were finishing dinner. No, no, no. This is going to be like, a, you know, 9 or 10, which thankfully, we don't, <laughs> we don't really do that much anymore. Right. But when Seth was around, that would happen a lot.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I, I would say like the best tactic, you, you in general will not lead a room on your own rewrite, but I would say the best tactic is to just sort of like take some calming breaths. Okay. And then just try to encourage the rewrite. And you know what? Just, I, you know, in a month from now, when they do the episode, if it's live to tape or if, you know, animation, it would a year. Yeah. No one's gonna remember. Oh, the B the B room did that joke. Like you'll yeah. get the credit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what I'm absolutely. Happy that you're getting yeah. I know. free professional it, it, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Everyone in the town you're from will think you wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It you'll way. forget. That's true. Yeah. No. You'll by totally it. forget. You'll be like, Yeah, I think I wrote that. I wrote all of that. Yeah. No, <laughs> that happens with me with the Star Wars episode. I'm like, Sure, I wrote that.
0: Are you kidding? <laughs> that's the best so- part. And, and then the two of you have very distinct styles of running your own rooms. Do you, do you, is it, or is it just, I, does everybody have a generic way? I mean, it's.
2: I Well, I, I can't speak for Goldie. I've seen Goldie run different rooms. I mean, cause I've seen him basically run a room that I was supposed to be running it, <laughs> gladly right? like a dad's, yeah. which was awesome. So I see the way that he works and I think that it's, it's awesome. And, and also I hate doing it cause it's, I, I, know. I mean, I, I would that's rather
1: what, be the person who's just, Right. Saying Corner funny stuff. And one, one of the things that, I, you know, one of the paradoxes of, of this career is that the better you are at just pitching stuff, the more people will try to push you into a job where you're doing that less and less. And all of a sudden, you're doing administrative tasks. Which the fact that you're a, a jokey person probably makes you less qualified for. Right. right? right. Like the last true. thing you want is to put me in a room of business people and executives. Yes. <laughs> because I, what I do is I just joke around in kind of a coarse fashion. And then, yes. I, you know, physically, Gross. like I'm tired, I nod off. And, and, and then all of a sudden yeah. I'm supposed to be, you know, explaining to people why they should make millions of dollars move around yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's like, why? why? Yeah, so, yeah. so that's it's it's just one of the things I think show business gets wrong is is they're always trying to promote people who are just good at writing to do things other than writing. Yes. And likely the person got into writing to avoid doing those things. Right. I know. But it, it's interesting though because it's
2: the way you described it, it. It it's almost like the whole thing is just like a sanity test. It's like a sanity test mixed <laughs> with a quality test. So it's like. Okay, we hear Goldie's this awesome writer. We keep hearing great things from Seth, from, you know, his, his agents, people he works with. So, like, let's promote him and let him do more. Is he is he sane? We'll see. We'll find right. out right. when he has Tested to do all this out. administrative shit. Is he sane? Okay, well, then we'll keep. It's like they keep, Pushing. if you're funny and you're sane, it's like then all of a sudden... Yeah. you get all these opportunities. It's funny you
1: say that because I, I used to tell people when I was running my own show that it, it seemed like I was in a twilight zone that was specifically designed <laughs> to test my ability <laughs> to not go insane. That's wow, hilarious. that's
0: like, literally the same thing. Because everything that
1: was happening was, you know, you'd think you'd reach peak rage and then one more thing would happen yeah. and you'd be like,
0: what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I got in this fight over your title card at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, right. You had that great, hilarious thing with the basketball hoop, right? Yeah, so I yeah. I think it's on YouTube, and it's been viewed hundreds of thousands of times. So I have a oh. this- this title card, I'm very proud of it. Uh, for Julius Sharp, International Petroleum and Writing, Inc. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it was shot by Jared Hess, who directed Napoleon Dynamite. Cool. Yeah. So it's Man. the it's the one and a half second thing that goes at the end of an episode that says- You're like, sit, Ubu, sit. Literally yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah. So on United We Fall, so one of the things, uh, your contracts are negotiated to a ridiculously specific degree when you do this by attorneys. And one of the things was that I would get- a sole title card at the end of my episode, meaning it would show Disney, Sony, ABC, Seth Gordon's company, and mine. Wow, how that many? Jeez. Well, right. this is where the yeah. story's going. So yeah. then it came back Disney ABC will not allow that many at the end of an episode. They won't take four seconds to do that. So you have to lose your solo title card and you share it with Seth Gordon. I said, no because i've <laughs> been yeah. pushed so much by right. both abc right, and right. sony in a way that enraged me i was right. like no disney and sony should share a title card yeah. and i get my own title card oh, this is a that. show based on me that i'm doing all the work and it's in my contract like right. yeah. and so if we can just start breaking our contracts then there's a million things <laughs> like i'm gonna yeah, demand yeah, yeah. more money like let's right. just rip open the whole thing because why did we <laughs> specify all this I stuff yes to then say, well, now we don't have to do it because we don't want to, and it's like, well, right. that's why we have a contract because we're both gonna not want to do shit, but we're legally bound to do it. <laughs> right. So, so well, there was one plain. episode I where you know you do this thing called like locking the episode, yeah. which means you can't change it anymore, and you and it's it's the episode as it will air, and you say yes. this is everything, sound is mixed, right. cut correctly, two time, and that no one's gonna touch it. Right. And I said, I'm not locking the episode with a dual title card. Now, this is an incredibly babyish thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're talking about one second, and we're talking about, so there's two things on the screen. No one cares, right? No one watches that. No one. Right. But, like, I, I had been battered so much on yes. other stuff that I just said, like, I'm not going to give in on this point. And so guess what happened? What? I lost. Uh. <laughs> what, they
2: just aired it without without it?
1: Yeah, I just lost. Right, uh,
2: and you're, oh. so your point is that that happens sometimes. Oh <laughs> no, no most, you'll lose.
1: My point most just, of the time you'll go insane and you will lose, and then your show will be canceled. Well, yeah. So So <laughs> how, how is it that I've so seen... don't so I would just say don't take any of it seriously at all. <laughs> like just let oh, it roll off you because oh right because they don't have to obey their contract. What are you going to do sue uh, Sony well, over a title card? Like what uh, right. what what would the case be? It right. seems like it's
2: rolled off you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! I'm over it oh my god, that's hilarious. But um, you know, it,
1: it, you don't look good when you hold out on specific. Like the more you dig in, right. the less showrunner material you are. Unless for some reason it gets viewed as like they're just so passionate and tempestuous, we have to endure their horrible personality, which you I can know. get away with if the thing happens to be super successful. Right. <laughs> right. I know. It's crazy. It's it's so But interesting I get to think about. like when you hear these stories of people being difficult, yeah. I get why that is. Yeah, they're pushed. They're to, pushed to the edge. Right. To to be successful, you have to push back so much that it becomes yeah. unclear where and when you should be pushing yeah. back. Right. The story of a man pushed to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> tonight on ABC. <laughs> Nothing that glitters is gold age.
2: <laughs> After an all new sledgehammer. <laughs> I'm Rolling back the ABC clock Oh god Oh something you said at the beginning of that was um, Oh yeah you talked about United We Fall And that always yeah. makes me think of the Tom Gamble joke Although I don't say it anymore Because I know you don't like it But uh, so <laughs> Tom Gamble made fun of that title Because you're expecting United We Stand And it's We Fall And so he said We Fall um, He does our high note We're very happy for him But there's this thing I just want to shout him out Letterman has like now a YouTube channel oh, where nice. they just kind of release classic Letterman clips all the time. So it, I, I subscribed to it. It came across my algorithm the other day. It was Tom Gamble and Max Pross's Letterman picks. So like, oh. it's like a 15 minute video, and of course they show all these old sketches. And Tom and Max are very young in them, and it's hilarious to see. But also they have Tom and Max like hosting it. So they're like, hey, it's me, Tom Gill. This is my partner, Max Bros. And we're here to show you some funny clips. And And he and he talks about, he's like, uh, we worked for Letterman in '82 and '83, and then we left to do a show with Lord Michaels called The New Show. And it was like a failure, clearly. And he's Never like, it, yeah. probably a pretty good career move for us. He goes, No, we're doing just fine. And he took out his hanky <laughs> yes. and patted his brow, which is his bit. He loves to, and I love that he had the hanky. So I'm dying laughing, just watching yes. it. So if any of you want to giggle for 15 minutes, go look that up on YouTube. Tom Gamble, Max Pross, Dan Letterman. Like
1: to wrap up this topic, unless anyone has more to say about it. Yeah, wrap it up. Tom Gamble and Max Pross have geniusly skirted yes. running things. They've done the exact thing we talked about. The right thing. Where they get all the credit. They're so funny. Yeah. Deservedly, they get all this credit, and yet they've never really had to bear the brunt of the responsibilities. So, like the two great role models for how to just get through show business. Uh, Yeah. Be on great things. Yes. Make everyone laugh. And dads. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, make enough to own a home and send your kids to college, and then Uh, you not endure. Yes. the horrible stress of Laura. managing anything.
2: Oh god. Yeah, no, and then you can be raising chickens in Anaheim. Doesn't Tom go,
1: have got chickens? He's got a whole coop. It's Altadena.
2: Altadena. What did I say? Anaheim. Anaheim. Oh god, yeah. Tom, I am
0: so the, sorry. I, it's a good time Altadena.
1: to tell a story about Tom, you know, cuz he is a little more rural than Angeles. Yeah. Us, beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, and so um ensure the beverage was going yes. to film they wanted to film a commercial outside of Tom Gamble's home. And so right. Tom was like, "Am I going to be paid for this?" And, and they said, "No, you're not going to get paid, but it'll be cool. Your house will be on television." And so the day they showed up to roll camera and get the commercial, Tom unfolds a sheet-sized banner that says "Ensure Killed My Pappy." <laughs> So they had to pay him.
0: <laughs> That's right. Oh,
2: my God. I'm so glad That's you remembered that story. Oh, that is so killed my pappy.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, Tom. Oh, and Tom and Max. Remember, we got a little... Did we get a little grief from Max Is every time we mention Tom, we don't mention him. Oh. Max also fucking hilarious yes. <laughs> um, but a little more reserved. Tommy's out there. He's tap dancing for you all day with his bits and you know Maxes can't be bothered with bits. He's not going uh, to dance. Writing partners? He's not going to dance for me. <laughs> yeah they've been writing partners you know forever since Sorry, the, the 70s. Oh, cool. Uh, they're hilarious. Yes. Uh, yeah, so well wrapped up yeah. with Tom and Max. I mean Max
1: is hilarious.
2: <laughs> no, oh, now you're shitting on Tom. Tom's <laughs> alright. Yeah. <laughs>
1: God. It'd just be a funny thing to... <laughs> It just stinks
2: that like, you know, you They're don't, both you, hilarious. They're both hilarious. It's, yeah. not a, uh, sign it's, not no, it's not a It's not a
1: competition.
2: No, it's not it's not a hall and oats situation where yeah. you're like, okay. Like you
1: don't t- meet a couple and then go, "Well, who's better?" Well, yeah, you do. Always you do that. Every couple you do that. I don't. Yes. Spoiler
2: alert. I'm worse.
1: <laughs> Depends how badly you want drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, did, I had that
2: at uh Tall's holiday party. Uh, out, it was one of the few times I went out to LA this, this past year. And uh, a guy came up to me. I won't name him because of the story. He came up to me, and he asked me if I had any drugs. He was, like, ostensibly a friend of mine in Talls. I hadn't seen him in two years over yeah. the pandemic. He comes up to me, and he asked if I had a specific drug, and I was like, no. And he just walked away, <laughs> and I didn't see him again the rest of the night. It was at like a this, guy at that
1: I— same party a couple of years ago, though. Yeah. Someone—you know, and it's a nice New Year's party, and it's yeah, The sure. an, an occasion that just— see people you know but it's it was in your home like it's not yes. some it's not at a club and it's not no you know no. in so, vegas yeah and it's not late yeah. like it, it begins at a reasonable hour and you you mill about for a few hours and catch up so at the same party someone was like hey do you want to do cocaine it's like <laughs> to, to like hang out with people and chat in someone's home like <laughs> Why would I want to do cocaine, like, next to this glass bowl of M&M's and this baguette? Like, least, why, what are By you hoping, way, yes. what edge do you want? We're not going to stay here until 5 a.m. and,
2: Can I add like, the with theme, the band? What are the, you talking about? The great detail you just added of the glass bowl of M&M's is because of you, you supplied... Yes. Me yes. every year with a a quarter pound bag of plain M and M's, which I That's gladly amazing. put in a dish because we both love my friend. This, a two pound bag of M
1: and M's. Two pound. Nice. Well, the, the point being that coming you have to throw those England, back.
2: That's too big. That's over the legal limit.
1: In in New England, uh, I always said growing up, the thing, the only thing that made a great party until I was eighteen was did they have a big glass bowl of M and M's? Yes. <laughs> and if the answer was yes, then I was like wow, Yeah. cousin Sandy and Barry, that was an awesome time there. I ate a lot of M&Ms. Because I, I also remember my dad who, you know, didn't like a lot of things just going like, you know, I get I get myself next to that bowl of m&m's and i have no more self-control
2: <laughs> like laura branigan says it takes my self-control so i
1: would always bring this to your new year's eve party because i know yes. well it was a great party they had a glass bowl of MM's. i right. know and you thank you party. for that
2: for me the trifecta the the, the father son and holy ghost of uh, party uh, things like that is plain m&m's plain ruffles two liter coke if oh, you have those three in any yeah. combination, like that's the party of the year right there.
1: <laughs> it's Amazing. sort of a natural segue to our... Uh...
2: Oh, yes it is. a natural segue <laughs> to a, a portion of the show that Goldie is reminding me of that we like to call Top 5. Top 5! <laughs> yep. And uh, Mr. Brody knows what I'm going to say there. He knows who's singing that, <laughs> knows if it's us, and if we like it. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right. Now's a good
1: time, by the way, just to say, yeah. you know, you can always email us at a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. Yeah, but grab a pen, because we have a phone number as well. Oh. Whoa. If you want to do any voice stuff, 310. Oh. Wow. 896. 8274. I'll repeat that number again, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. The number for a typical disgusting display is 310. 896. Eight, two, seven, four. Now let's oh, do top five. All right. It. And what can oh, they do with that number, great. though?
0: They can leave us a message. Yeah, yeah do I whatever, don't know. You want. whatever you call and fucking say want. shit. And
1: if it's good, yeah. we'll respond to it.
0: Yeah, nice. Phone sex. <laughs> that's being edited out. <laughs> I want to get
2: back to my 1989 roots. Call a 1 900 number. <laughs> did you ever do that? Oh, sure, I did. Of course. Did your mom
1: <laughs> bust you?
2: Yeah, no, you do it and you instantly get caught because you don't realize that it's going to be a charge on the thing. And then it's oh. like an embarrassing moment. Right. And, oh, and then it gosh. all goes away because you're such a special, chosen Jewish <laughs> yeah, baby boy. Your, your special boy is jacking off. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad my mom doesn't listen because my dad would laugh at that. All right, so the uh, the top five this week Goldies. The little Goldies. prince touches his pee pee, lady. Oh, yes. Sorry. with A, a with pee pee. With, with a dainty pinky extended. Um, all right. The Star let's Wars go.
1: sheets got cum all over them, lady.
2: I'm all scratching right, out dried cum from these Empire Strikes Back sheets. <laughs> He got it on Darth Vader's helmet.
1: Tide gets out your teenage son's dried cum.
2: Yeah, Tide, we should get a Tide out in here. We'll read it clearly. Uh, We got a lot to say. I know, that was funny. So, Goldie's top five this week is Goldie set it up. What did
1: you have for us? It was top five gums of all love, time. Love it. Great. Yeah. Great. And it's a big it... gum chore. I, I had to think about this a lot.
2: Okay. So, Goldie, we'll, we'll save you for last. JC, would you like to go first? Sure. All right. Okay.
0: Um, number five. Yeah. This is a throwaway, but Eclipse Spearmint Gum. Ooh, that Ooh. stuff is brisk. It is brisk. Oh, it lasts God, you, I'm, extra I'm, long.
1: I'm talking to a couple of gum experts
2: yes. here.
0: Yeah, that, that'll long, blow your I, face I like off. It well. Yes. I, it's not
1: something I enjoy, but I, I get why you
0: did it. Yes, thank you. Oh, thank God. you. Then I, I went into some, like, nostalgia. Number four, Big League Chew. Oh I yeah. loved that yes. on the beach, yes. on the you're diamonds. You're in the
1: big league when you stop a shot or two. No, you're, you're in the big, big league. league when you make the perfect flight. You're in the big <laughs> league when you keep the team alive. You're in the big <laughs> leagues when you block a shot or two. You're in the big <laughs> leagues when you're in the big <laughs> league. chew. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That was amazing. I didn't know that
0: song. I don't know how, but okay. <laughs> it's a great um, song. It really is. Um, well, and number... I've got a
1: hunch you'll love the baseball bunch. Oh, oh
2: I got a hunch. <laughs> the baseball bunch.
0: Okay. Number three yeah. grape flavored hubba bubba oh, from yes. my childhood. Yes. yes. blowing yes. the bubbles.
2: God, my list is going to be so boring.
0: <laughs> number two. This is maybe mostly because of the commercials. But yeah. also, just the nostalgia is juicy fruit. Yeah, uh, no, um, great commercial.
2: I <laughs> great commercial. I, I'm totally with you there, JC. Yeah. Totally
1: with you. Dud of a gum. The yes. I, no. Gone. Great flavor, I, and then it, it's it gone. craters
0: yeah. instantly. Now, oh. number one might be controversial, but for me, I just every just keep going back to it, which is Trident Original
1: yeah oof that yeah. is a misfire, yeah well, you know Great I like to that point.
2: I'll, I'll I'll tell you i i, I like that trident for uh, one reason that i it i included one of mine, so I'll get started on mine okay. number f- number five, I had dentine
0: dentine, dentine. Okay. I just love
2: that cinnamon tang of dentine, and also j c what you were saying about the trident. I remember dentine in those like rectangular packages where it seemed like they were endless. Like yeah. you had like 20 pieces in each one. <laughs> like, so Ow. it was like, it seemed like a good value. Yes. Anyway, speaking from the uh, Hebraic side of things, <laughs> more for your gum dollar. All right, number four, Big League Chew. Nice. In the Big Leagues. <laughs> When you make a perfect slide. There we go. I remember it now. All right. Number three, the taste is going to move you. Juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. Love it. Mm -hmm. I didn't care that it cratered. I didn't care because the flavor was so good. The smell, which neither of you mentioned, was was sweet. We should have included it in top five smells if we didn't. Oh. But the smell of a stick of juicy fruit is fantastic. Take a whiff. Pull it out. The taste is going to move move you when you you pop it it in in your mouth. Okay, anyway. That's a good one. Good one. Okay, number two is just plain old, right down the middle, bubblegum flavor. Hubba, bubba. Yeah, <laughs> number two. classic, Nice. Just amazing. Nice, nice. Uh, number one, uh,
1: I struggled with this. I went bubbleicious Watermelon. That was one. on my <laughs> That is a great pick because when that came out, it was oh. revolutionary. It was. Because it has the green and the red inside it. Yes. yes. Oh, I mean, this I is I I've spent era. my whole life <laughs> chewing gum. But, and there was a time, uh, I'm just going to go into my list. Go for so, yes. it. Yes. So the, number six is honorable mention, I, and it leads into the story. But the, when Hubba Bubba came out with the yellow fruit flavor, they no longer make this, isn't it? Yes. They? Okay. So I Hubba Boy. Bubba came out, and they had a commercial where two cowboys were uh, going to have a, a duel in town. And uh, the duel was who could blow the bigger bubble. Yeah,
0: yes, so I remember that. Yeah.
1: So yeah. and the, and the and then the other thing was it wouldn't stick to your face. That was part of the <laughs> oh, yeah, it. Right, yeah. right. they, they, they agreed on, it. On, because they agreed on that. I, I can't even tell you how big a deal blowing bubbles used to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Isn't that it, so it, crazy. In, in the seventies <laughs> and the early eighties, yes, it was like. It was like TikTok is now. Everyone was blowing bubbles. Your ability to do it or not do it was something that was really judged. And And it's like, hey, you know, Dave is really good at blowing bubbles. He's going to blow a bubble. He's got four pieces of gum in his mouth. He's going to blow a bubble now. You would ride your bike (laughs) like three miles to see it. So I would ride my bike with a quarter in my pocket to the Cumberland Farms a couple miles away to get this. Gum when it came out, the Hubba yes. Bubba. So it was revolutionary. That's awesome. Do you but have a? Can you give us a theme song for Cumberland Farms? Fresh from the dairy, fresh from the farm, <laughs> fresh from your neighborhood, Cumberland
0: Farms.
2: I had the one that was slightly later, which was Cumberland quality with Cumberland, Cumberland Farms, yeah. a convenience store that with so much,
0: much more. more. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, keep going. Anyway, anyway sorry. So I'm I'm saying number five, and it's it's. Just historical its legacy. I don't yes. know that I personally enjoy it as much, although I do like it. Big red.
0: Nice. Okay. Big red yes. it
1: lasts a long it does last a long time. It, yeah. does. it does. I love cinnamon gum. Pretty it is. I don't want to Big live burn. with the cinnamon gum. Oh,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> sure. is that a song or something? <laughs> it's Neil
1: Young. Oh, okay. I get, I, get, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Sorry. you. <Thank> uh, Sorry. <laughs> so number four, Alec mentioned it, Hubba Bubba Grape. Which no, is, I, was, yeah. I, I said Hubba Bubba oh, Grape, but that's JC okay. mentioned it. But you said
0: he said Bubblegum gum
1: bubblegum flavor uh, as but it. the grape specifically, yes specifically grape, unbelievable yes. and the hubba <laughs> bubba i just got over is great yeah uh yes number three this is the one alec mentioned the bubblicious watermelon that i yeah
0: had. i Revolution. i really dropped the ball on that great, i agree with you guys, great it was
1: a great and one. and number two you you both mentioned big league chew the original shredded in the past <laughs> yes. look now they make tiny balls it's no. not do? the same thing what you want to do is grab Wad. it stuff it Stuff a whole lot in your mouth, and just you you can feel your teeth corroding. (laughs) As, I know. As the sugar just enters and, like, main lines into your skull. Right. I mean, is, did,
0: did they know, like, do kids know that they made it with the intention of emulating chewing tobacco? Yes. Okay. Totally. I did, but right. I think yeah. that's we been did, lost. Right? Yeah, yes. okay, great. Yeah.
1: Because, and also, I mean, there was a time I used to smoke candy cigarettes compulsively.
0: Same? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, they would puff
1: out with the powdered sugar. Yeah. Was a no, time. those were lame. I saved it for the real ones.
0: <laughs> so lame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but number one, and, and here's where... Because gum has been revolutionized in the last ten years, I don't know if you know this as as non but as a chewer, a compulsive yeah. chewer. Yeah. The the most revolutionary gum in the market today, and by far the best, and it has a multiplicity of textures, a deep flavor, and it lasts oh, wow. forever. <laughs> it is called Mentos Spearmint. Wait, that's, wait, wait, wait! That's a gum. They have a Mentos spearmint gum that has oh, just good. absolutely uh, shattered the record books uh, for gums and what we I, thought a gum could do. Wow! I believe you because you seem so passionate about yes. it. and It seems like the one thing I'm passionate about. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I I have because literally... you can't. When you look like this, you can't have bad <laughs> breath too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I haven't chewed gum in like a decade because Tall has that thing called misophonia, where when you hear people chewing, it's like oh, yes. it's nails on a chalkboard Ooh. for you. Yeah. So apparently, like ten percent of people have this thing called misophonia, yeah. I, I, like I'm the of, cause of it. Yeah. <laughs> where they just go absolutely ballistic if they oh. if they hear that kind of shit, and so Tall's is like that. So I, I and you know what? It's like it's fine if I get away from gum. That's. That's yeah, it's, right. it's not it's right. a terrible habit, but it's yeah. just I'm, I love I'm, it. I can't it, give it up. It yeah. was fun thinking about them and it, with each one, I could smell. You know, like when I was mm-hmm. talking about bubbleish's Watermelon, you can smell it, you yeah. Know, yeah. still.
0: Well, I, I owed Stu an apology because he was like, what about Mentos? I was like, that's not gum. I just completely wrote it <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, Dude. boy. I know.
2: Please <laughs> report back next week with your biggest fight ever. Oh,
0: come on.
2: That's going to be it. This um, is the one. No, uh, JC, it's your time to shine. Yeah, okay. Because we need a top five yeah. for next week.
0: Our top five for next week. We have... Without even noticing or even knowing that we were doing this, we were yeah. foreshadowing it. Yeah. It is top okay. five jingles. Commercial oh. jingles. Oh, God. <laughs> God
1: that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we uh. better also leave an hour.
0: Okay, you know what? We could <laughs> we're going to have to sing them
1: all. I, I, <laughs> I originally
0: yeah, had 80s jingles, but we ca- I just thought... Well, no, this is better. Okay, great. Right so there. top five yeah. jingles.
2: Yeah, they're probably all going to be 80s for me anyway, but yeah. that's yeah, totally. that's a good – that's a great topic. Okay, cool, cool. A lot of YouTube in my future. Yes, yes. Um, all right, cool. That's a great list. Uh, and and send in any of your thoughts, again, to a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. If you have any top five thoughts or any thoughts on anything. anything. Or call Goldie's- the number
1: 310-896-8274. <laughs> <laughs> again, that's 310 896 Eight two seven four. Leave us a message.
0: Do you want to um, tell everybody who's who's our next? Oh
1: yeah,
2: let's tease it. Speak. We 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 uh, we should have done this earlier. If you're still with us, thank you so much. Next week, we actually have an exciting guest. We actually have a guest who has won all of the things that we pretend we don't care about, <laughs> but we secretly want, as Goldie said, on a mantle over our heads <laughs> in every shot. Right. Multiple Emmy winner. Alex Borstein wow. will be with us next Whee! week. Yeah, that's How did very doing.
0: Oh, I don't <laughs> know. know I got
2: pictures. I got pictures of a lot of people. <laughs> that's my secret in this business. Uh, yeah, no, she would gladly give pictures, by the way. Um, <laughs> so we're excited for that. But now let's uh draw this week's episode to a close with this week's portion we like to call High Note. Whoa! <laughs> Tom, we talked about Max, send us a note like that. Max, yeah. Max Bros, send us a long high note. We'll I can use yours them. too. But funnier. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. Can't be longer. We know it cannot be longer. I'll I'll shoot in a quick high note here. So this week, uh Tall is on a meditation retreat. Mm-hmm. So it's data time Dada. for the week. So one of the cool things was last night, somehow at the dinner table, my daughter Levy and I got to talking about Harry Potter Mm because I knew she would be like aware of that name but not really know what it was. So I could tell right away she's very curious as kids amazingly are with like Star Wars and Harry Potter. It's like, you've never heard of it. How are you so excited about it? So she insisted last night. She's like, let's watch it. So we turned on the first Harry Potter and watched it. And when I tell you, watching her watch that from the minute that little cute Daniel Radcliffe comes on as Harry Potter Levy was in love like she was just so concerned about everything that was happening with Harry and why are his aunt and uncle treating him like that and why are they so mean to him and every when he went to Hogwarts which house is he gonna go in is his Quidditch team gonna win are they winning was that for them did they score was that Harry's team it was just so adorable the whole time. So, yeah,
0: that's a good Well one. done, Harry Potter.
2: <laughs> Other than the fact that at the beginning of the movie, the uh, banking goblins were clearly Jewish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I mean, it was like, I, I mean, I usually find that stuff hilarious. And even I was like cringing, like, how the fuck did you do? It's like literally they're walking through this, the banking goblins. They all have big noses. <laughs> And uh, and uh, you know, as they're walking through, Hagrid is describing him. He's like a more clever folk you'll never find. It's like oh, there's that keyword clever. clever. They threw in clever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was kind of disgusting, but the rest yeah, of the movie, agreed. just magical. Yeah. Other well, than it's, the... it's
1: spoken like someone with only one kid, because when you have two <laughs> yes. kids, you would never watch the movie with them. The point of the movie would be, I'm turning this on and you're <laughs> going to watch this together and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Anyway, that was my high note was that's watching nice her watch yeah, Harry e- right. Potter.
0: You want to go next, Goldie?
1: Sure. Uh, I just want to give a shout out. I got this new guitar teacher who's been like enormously helpful and great. And his name is Lance Allen.
0: Nice. And
1: he's on all like, you know, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. um, And you could get lessons with him. He's very reasonable. He teaches out of his home in Tennessee. He calls himself the Guitar Lancer. Um, Allen is A-L-L-E-N. But he's just like such a great teacher, and you know, at yeah, my been age, about my it. advanced age, um, <laughs> it's it's just nice to have like a teacher who is great and reasonable and cool and fun and funny and has a lot of ability to like convey actual useful knowledge.
2: That's God, great uh, over yeah.
1: Zoom, which is not easy. Right? Yeah, you're so much better at guitar
2: than I am. I always i i, I told I, you our I friend play John. My Finder, ass off. I off. I know. I, I never do. Try. Yeah, I never do. I, I pick it up and I play the same four songs and they hurt my fingers the same way because I haven't been playing. Where you don't it's have to like, Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad Alan is good That's cool. because Lance glad... Allen, Lance Allen, it's yeah, like Lancelotti. Oh, Alan.
1: Oh, okay, Alan's his his last name, name Lance Allen. <laughs> Lancelotti. Oh, another uh, tower. And he has some home. great original music too that he oh, cool. he has out there on Spotify, but I use okay. him as a teacher.
0: Lance Allen. Yeah. Thank you. Right. So I changed my high note at the last minute because we were talking about Aaron Sorkin today. Ooh, okay. And there is a gentleman named Kevin Porter, um, who, uh, he has taken, I don't know how many hours of his life that he's done this, but he's taken Aaron Sorkin quotes that occurred through all of his shows and movies and repeated. Yes. Like. From different actors, different scenes, and cut them together.
1: Right, right, like stuff like stuff like. Can we we have
2: the room? Can we have the room? Can you leave the room? Can we (laughs) have the room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I, what I had watched them before and didn't realize it was Kevin, who did them. And then he was like, "And here's my next one." I'm like, "This is the same person." I just don't know how someone has the patience, the time, the energy how they do that. And it's, it was done yeah. so well. So I don't know. It, I, I actually, it, like it didn't put me off from Aaron and I actually like it. Cause you kind of understand, Oh, this is one of the things that I'm, I keep coming back for is that yes. style.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like why I like Law and Order because it's like they're kind of the same each time. Right. They they hit the same notes, and yeah. I kind of
1: enjoy that. I mean, my perspective seeing that was oh, so he's not smart. It's just tricks. Cool. <laughs> That's funny. Right. Three different perspectives. Yeah. No, he's he, he,
2: listen. If you find a trick that works, and this no, godforsaken course. business, <laughs> it was funny. We were uh, back and forth on Aaron Sorkin. I feel like you didn't like the movie. And he wrote it. I love loved him. I, like, yeah. I love Molly's
1: yeah. game. I loved so much of what he did. And yeah, sports know, night, whatever. The movie yeah. was just ridiculous to me.
2: West Wing, which is like government love porn it. now. It's like you wish that a government <laughs> yeah. could ever be that way here yeah. in this country. Never but, seen it.
0: Oh, my. I've uh, seen it twice yeah. all the way through.
2: I have watched really? it more than once myself. I, 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 I really did enjoy it. But it, it is like a Democrats like pleasant fever dream yeah. of what government would be. Which yeah. seems to have no connection to what anything is anymore. At right. least at the time when they made West Wing, there was sort of a possible world where that could exist. But
0: yeah, and I, don't I think feel like Martin Sheen was that was the first show that you saw a movie star transition to television and it made it okay. Because remember, right. you'd never seen movie stars do television shows. And then he became the president in that, right? He was president in that. So right. I felt like that was the first time you really saw that in mainstream television. Hmm. Interesting. I
2: I can't agree with that statement on its face, but here we are at the end of the show. So who cares? (laughs) Um, We want to thank you all for listening as usual. Thank you so much. And we love reading your emails and Goldie gave you the phone number, which is (laughs) 310-896-8274. There it is. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. All right. Thanks for another great week. Thank you, too, for being awesome. Thank you. And we'll uh, talk to you again next week. All right. <laughs> that was, that fine. was fun.